0: Welcome to No Room for Phonies. We have hit July, July the 1st, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about making meaning. And I've entitled this, I am a meaning-making machine. But before I go into that, I want to welcome you to summer. It's like 29 degrees Celsius outside. Uh, We took a long bike ride this morning. I have um, jumped back into fitness with uh, the summer no longer can we go to a gym or do any of that stuff due to uh, COVID-19 so I've taken on a 30-day ab challenge and I've been doing that uh, faithfully every day crunches and sit-ups and the first day I did it I couldn't even do one sit-up but now I'm doing up to 15 and then two re- two reps of 15 so the, the weather is beautiful. Uh, we're in stage two of lifting our, um, our quarantine for COVID. And life is feeling a little bit brighter, I think. And I wanted to talk about how I am a meaning-making machine. And I think that it's natural that we all are. We all are meaning-making machines. And I think it's easier for me to make meaning out of life when I know what I believe, and I understand my own thought patterns and when I question myself to the point where I make sure that I am living living by my own personal values. So sometimes I say to myself, are there ways that I live outside of my integrity and compromise my personal values? And as I get older, I think, I do that less and less because I'm willing to uh, state what I believe in. I'm not afraid to uh, say things that other people might not necessarily agree with or like. And uh, my whole identity doesn't come from people liking me or loving me or, or agreeing with me. So I think that it gets a lot easier as you get older Sometimes I wonder, you know, what are the things that I'm fighting that I could choose to release so that I could have a calmer and happier life. And one of the big things I think that we fight is getting other people to, as expectations, getting other people to do the things that we want them to do. And the sooner that we drop our expectations, I think the happier that we will be. I often ask myself do I behave as a reactor instead of an initiator I try very hard now to make sure that I don't just let life happen to me that I take responsibility for my life and my choices and I find that really empowering and the more I do it the more empowered I feel. I also have to ask myself on a regular basis if there are areas of my life where I'm holding back on forgiveness because people wrong you all the time and sometimes they don't even know that they are. And I think the other thing about it is that people, everybody is trying their best. I don't know that people jump up in the morning thinking, oh, I'm just going to go out and do something horrible to this person. I'm not saying that that um, there's nobody who's that. But that's kind of um, sadistic and horrible and I don't think we really have that many people in the world that are like that. So we have to believe that some of the things that people do to us are not intentional. So then if we live in a state of forgiveness, I think our life is is a lot better. We talk a lot, there's a buzzword kind of around about boundaries. and I feel like I kind my life and particularly my life with my husband is a bit of an island. And so there's certain things that I just don't want to um bring on to my island. Things that maybe trigger me or upset me. And uh so I I think now as a as I you know I'm in my fifties and late fifties that I know what I will tolerate and what I won't. And I'm fairly straightforward about that with people and uh, I am not really interested in uh, being around people who are particularly uh, negative all the time. I have to fight my negative thought patterns though. No one, you know, it sounds silly to be in your 50s and think, oh well. I'm really sad because this, I I really think this person doesn't like me, or this person's upset with me, or this person is whatever, and I think we have to really, I think I've talked about this in other places, get the thought police out there and do not let your thoughts go to places that you don't necessarily know are true. So, uh, for example, you don't know unless someone tells you, I don't like you that they don't like you yes there are you know things that you can observe and whatever but unless you have facts or evidence your thoughts can play some pretty nasty uh, tricks on you and I have some issues around um, rejection and I can let those thought patterns uh, take over and I know that I'm doing it and so I have gotten much better at saying hey that that's not true I know that whatever, just because that person didn't call me or didn't respond to me, they're not necessarily rejecting me. And I have found that using that thought police idea really does help me to stay more positive and optimistic. And then, am I completely present with those I love when I am with them? It's so funny that I asked that question because I was just downstairs and I was working on something, and my son wanted to talk to me about. He wanted to work on dinner, which is fantastic, and I was on my phone and wasn't really responding to him, and he, um, you know, he basically called me out on that because I, hey, are you listening to me? I'm I want to make dinner, and so, I think with social media and some of the other things that we're involved in, we do have to be careful that we're all that we're t- truly present because that's the kind of person. I want to be, I want to be and I I need to be inspired by what I do each day and I, I my motivation has always been to make a difference in other people's lives and to be connected to people in meaningful ways so the entering retirement bit was a bit tricky finding a purpose and figuring that out because I was really busy in my job, I worked 14 hour days, I did make a difference, I was running a school, I was looking after people, I was helping people. And so then all of a sudden I was, everything turned sort of inward and I felt like I was just living for myself. And my kids are in their 20s and they're independent, they don't have kids of their own yet. So they're not, and they're not children, and they're not really looking to spend a ton of time away from their busy lives. So it was really time for a different approach, and for my husband and I to look at each other and go, hey, this is our chance. We get to go for long walks, we get to talk, we get to pursue our hobbies, we get to try to do things that we feel are creative and important, because we both like those sorts of things. And, uh, My focus has always been on kind of doing the right and ethical thing. And so that road sometimes can be lonely when you speak up for what is right. And so there's a point here where you kind of go, how do I want to be remembered? And uh, so I, you know, I kind of took a look at a whole bunch of things. And that was when I started to, to try quilting. I read a ton, I'm taking online courses, and I'm generally trying to be in tune with what other people, what is happening in other people's lives so that I can make a contribution, you know, whether it's a meal or something that's sewn or just something that they need. Um, I'm tutoring right now a little boy who's just landed here from... uh, brazil and needs to start school in the fall so i'm looking for things where i can actually make a contribution and i'm also kind of following my moral compass of being ethical and doing things that where you know you know you think of your epitaph at some point in your life and what will that what will what could be written on there and i know that people will say i'm straightforward i'm honest i'm open i know that they will say that i cared about others and that love really is an action word for me so in retirement that has really become my purpose is to live out that which i believe and to ensure that my thoughts are not um overtaken by any negativity or um, past demons I guess if you want to call them that so I kind of have landed on passion and compassion doing hard things and staying positive integrity and optimism speaking the truth and standing up for what is right kindness and generosity and uh, you know when I was working people would say oh what do you do and I would say oh I'm a principal of an elementary school and da-da-da. But then when you're not that anymore, um, then you have to think of something else to be. And now I say, well, I'm an optimist. I'm a person that likes to do things um, compassionately. Success for, for me is not doing great things. It's becoming a great person for other people and living your life to make a difference and so now i'm choosing to invest in things that support my beliefs and goals and i can honestly say that there's always a bit of an ache like good things always do come to an end i loved my job and and i think it's important for us to live life as life comes so i had a job and it was important to me and i did a good job at that now i have retirement And that's important to me. And so now it's important that I do, um, that I live my purpose through that. And when I feel like something really isn't working, I got to just accept it. And the term I use is you got to let it burn. And sometimes that's a friendship. And sometimes that's something you've tried to do and you thought was going to be amazing. And it's not. For me, that was book clubs of women. I just, I can't do it. I, I just I can't do it. I don't know what the dynamic is, but they drive me crazy but I've recently joined an online Facebook group of Book Club and I love it. There's books posted all the time I can read what people's thoughts are about stuff and I miss that whole dynamic of these women together Who have read books? I don't know why I just I haven't had much success with that and you can feel an ache but then you know that you have the strength to rise above anything because you know who you are and you know you can do hard things and you know what you believe and I think that that is so important and I still continue to work on my emotional IQ because humility is about taking responsibility for the part we play in any given situation and sometimes the part I play is are my own expectations and my own thoughts even though they don't it doesn't come out in any specific way I have these thoughts negative thoughts or these expectations that are just too much and I am making a situation worse just by those kinds of things and I know I'm an imperfect human being And I can just take responsibility for, hey, you know what? I'm pushing it because I'm expecting all this and that person just can't do that for me. And arrogance and pride are tools of the coward. I love that saying because as soon as we think that we're superior, we don't or this or that, then I think that's cowardice. It's much more difficult to say, it's much more courageous to say, yeah, I blew it than to pretend you didn't or to just let it lie or my favorite is well I know this really bad thing happened but let's just start all over again like nothing happened nobody needs to say they're sorry or take responsibility for anything so for me self-awareness thats self-awareness and that breeds the ability to manage yourself better and so then you are healthier and more grounded and more stable and so, therefore, the people that you interact with, it's healthier and stronger and more grounded. And you can't just simply disregard people that you don't agree with or get along with. And you need to learn to love and live in, in worlds where everybody thinks differently as long as that everyone has that respect for each other, right? Where they, you can hear other people's ideas. Iron sharpens irons, and so we need to be surrounded by people who have a different worldview than us because unity is built by trying to understand each other. And I think that that has been one of my greatest lessons of retirement, is that I seek to understand other people's perspectives or why they act the way that they do. And life, I've, I've said this before, but you can't rule your life by your feelings. When you're in a, when you're feeling traumatized or you're feeling upset about something, your feelings rise to the surface and it's really important then to go, okay, what are the facts about what happened here? What did that person really say? Because if you don't, then you just live in this constant whirlwind of feeling bad, feeling bad, feeling bad. And that self-awareness is part of it, right? You need to be consciously Um, knowing your own character, your own habits, your own feelings, and your own dysfunction. Maybe we get more comfortable with our own dysfunction as we get older. And I'm also aware of when I am effective and when I am ineffective, and how I self-sabotage. And usually I self-sabotage by allowing myself to think negative thoughts about things when I shouldn't even be thinking negative thoughts so and then i want to be able to because if i have my self-awareness and if i can manage myself then i can understand and respond well to other people and their needs and i can support other people and i can seek to understand and help other people even maybe understand themselves i like asking questions and i continue to ask questions and i've got better at asking questions and i think i want to spend most of my time a- asking myself the tough questions so that i know that i'm holding myself accountable and they taught we when i was um at the end of my career the big thing that came out was self-regulation and we p- introduced that in kindergarten and uh how important it is to be able to regulate yourself and um interesting that I think that self-regulation is something that we as adults need to also um, pay attention to like when I get off track and then I get spinning about something I need to keep my focus on growth and awareness and then I need to adjust and amend my thinking so that I don't get involved in drama As I used to say to grade 7 and 8 girls and they would come to me, Oh, I'm, you know, save the drama for your mama. Or don't, you know, here comes the drama llama. But drama, if you would let, if you let drama consume you, it can occupy your day. You can just get into these spins and play. And people, some people play games, right? They're not honest. And I don't want to allow myself to be manipulated or victimized. So uh, you have to see through. You can't be a rescuer. People will. People. Some people just want to. Some people want to be rescuers, and some people want to be rescued. And uh, I. That's codependency. I don't want to be a victim, powerless, hopeless, and stuck. And sometimes people just play games when they want a certain outcome or a certain response from you. And, I've, and I'm not going to persecute people. I'm not blaming everybody else. I'm, I'm going to try not to be critical and superior, although we all fall into our little habits. And uh, I could say that I'm a little dismissive of people when they're acting victimized or overwhelmed or you know I I'm an organized person and I keep lists and I do this so when people get themselves buried I I can be dismissive dismissive of that and uh, I shouldn't be people are allowed to be who they are and just because my choice of a certain way of doing things is my choice it's not everybody's choice But I don't also have to be drawn into the drama of it. So, um, you know, one of the things I've learned, I read a lot and I don't have to um, agree with every idea in a book or an article or a talk or a podcast or a family. Sometimes perspectives that challenge our thinking are the ones that teach us the most. So when I see someone who's disorganized and whatever, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I could never live like that. Maybe there are days when I need to be a little less organized and a little less um, task oriented. And so um, the point of learning is not to affirm our beliefs, but to evolve them. So sometimes I personally need to take a step back because The older you get, the more set you get in how you think about that. And the other thing I've decided not to be is a keyboard warrior. And I don't want to create drama on social media. We've all been involved in that and seen it. And there are moments when I just, and I have responded to things because, and mostly that's based on feelings, because if I stopped and thought about it in an optimistic, positive light, I I wouldn't... um, I wouldn't engage in that kind of behavior, but I am going to be honest and expect that everyone around me is going to be honest and then show discernment. I have personal preferences about things and I want to allow, I want different perspectives and people to exist together and I think when things become difficult is when Um, You're in a situation and somebody wants to kind of have control, and then they want to control the way everybody thinks, or they feel, or they have that feeling that everybody needs to agree with them, or they want information, and then it just gets all muddled. And that to me is the struggle, and we don't have to engage in. power power struggle we can all just exist and I find that frustrating I think a little bit that we all just can't exist and I can state my ideas passionately and someone else could state their ideas passionately and I'm in a frame of mind or, or because I know what I believe that I can actually listen to that and maybe even evolve my beliefs based on what they say and not worry about proving myself or that my way is right or that my beliefs are the best beliefs. So that's the kind of thing I'm trying to evolve uh, to. So we just move to acceptance consistency in our relationships where we're congruent and we listen to each other and we um, appreciate each other's perspectives and we're all evolving and that leads to a commitment because I can be committed to people who are like open and listen and do that and then from that comes that intimate connection that Um, we want in like these balanced relationships and for me the balance of life is about body mind and spirit so I have a pretty holistic approach to things that I want to grow in sort of those three areas my body and I was talking about that at the beginning doing working on you know because as um. 50-something, premenopausal, postmenopausal, in the middle of menopausal women, we get that role of fat, at least I will. And so I decided to look for things that would help me with that, and biking, and, you know, trying to work on my body, and trying to do enough um, exercise and be outside and whatever that I sleep better, because sleep patterns are really tough for me, and I I have, a, I have difficulty sleeping. Um, and my mind, reading, taking courses. And then I'm a spiritual being. And the, my spirit is the driving force of my life, my moral purpose. What I believe in my core, my heart. So the mind is where my thoughts are. And those thoughts produce feelings. And feelings influence decisions. And de- decisions are connected to the outcomes that you get in your life. So if my body is healthier and I'm working on that and I'm eating healthy and my I'm policing my thoughts and I'm learning and I'm adding to what I know and then if I'm confident and firm and in my beliefs and know who I am then I just think that we end up getting better outcomes in our in our lives and we're not fluffing from one feeling to another. And that's kind of, I've had times in my life, certainly, and I do now. Hormones kick in or this happens or that happens or somebody is being mean to me and your feelings immediately kick in. But I can choose thoughts. I can choose the thoughts I focus on and that's a self-regulation thing and I have the free will To control how I respond to the, you can't control your thoughts, but you can control what you focus on and what you respond to. And I can control how I allow thoughts to make me feel because I have had physical responses to certain feelings. And then I've walked away saying, I don't want to feel like that anymore. So and that comes to that whole idea of cognitive flexibility and I've talked about shifting before and I I might go back to that at another time where, you know, we can't be intellectually stubborn. We have to shift, we have to change, we have to be different people every day. And, you know, it sort of goes back to that whole idea um, of... um, when I know better, I do better. And I'm knowing better every single day of my life. And one of my favorite um, sayings that I'm going to sort of end my thought thinking and talking on this note is, once your mind and your body are stretched regularly, they just don't return to their original form. And I I don't want to be an original. I want to be a stretched different, better person every single day of my life. And focusing on that, like when I go back to my beliefs, and that to me seems a more passionate, optimistic, generous, kind way to be than to be stuck. And I don't ever want to get to the point where, you know, they say, oh, you know, she's just stuck in her ways. I want to be this evolving, kind, compassionate person who people know they can just send me a text and say, oh, I need this. Can you help me? And I'm there for them. If it's a listening ear, if it's whatever it is. And do I know everything? And sometimes I think, oh, okay, well, I'll go listen to that person or be part of that. And I learn and change and grow based on what their struggle is or what they're thinking or what they're trying to work through. So life is just about making meaning out of everything. And I think when we're optimistic and we have a growth mindset, that life is just a a, a more um, optimistic every day. Like it's just one of these things where you just become, um, where you get up in the morning and you look forward to, what am I going to do? What am I going to see? What am I going to... Um, experience today instead of being in that rut of um, just the same old thing every day and allowing those thoughts to control you and I guess I'm encouraging you um, visit Udemy Udemy U D E M Y and try a course they have so many amazing courses and I'm taking one right now on cognitive behavior Uh, therapy and I'm going to take one on emotional intelligence which I've already bought and they're they're not that expensive and you can go at your own pace and it's such an amazing uh, experience to do that so keep learning keep growing keep making meaning out of life and uh, this is it for no room for phonies for July the 1st and uh, I'll be back on the 15th I'm going to continue my, my journey through, uh, through this whole experience of beliefs and making meaning and being a better person, and who knows where I'll go next, but uh, tune back in uh, next time on July 15th, but enjoy this podcast, I am a meaning-making machine, and you are too.